in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma. Hey, Mary. How's it going? I haven't talked to you much these last few days. What's happening? I know. I know. I feel like we had a snow day. And so this in this recording, it's winter. And yeah, I feel like that kind of just like stops everything in life. So actually, I was I was going to I had like all these plans of things I wanted to do. And then my oldest daughter, Annabella, was like, hey, mom, let's like hang out much Gilmore Girls all morning. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, I can't say no. So anyways, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? The whole idea of one man's trash is another man's treasure. For the kids, a snow day is the greatest day in the year. And to moms, it's like, oh boy, here we go. My day is gone. No, that's so true. Yeah, Yeah, that's so good. So anyway, I was thinking, okay, for just kind of, recapping even from last week, I was just kind of thinking, all right, so I think last week we kind of jumped into, as we kind of been talking about the body, soul, and spirit, I think last week was kind of talking about the foundations and what that looks like as far as our spirit man and shoring up those foundations and walking that out. And this week we are jumping into our soul and what that means and the kind of difference between the two and Yeah. Yes. Yes. All the things, you know, I know even as you and I talk and even as we talk today, I have a feeling we'll be kind of going back and forth because some of this is kind of ambiguous and it's kind of hard to really define. And the only reason we're taking today to maybe just define it a little bit more is again, we're trying to just all be on the same page, meaning us and then you, the audience, so that you kind of know what we mean when we use certain words. You know what I mean by that, Mary, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I know even you and I when we were <laughs> trying to kind of talk about it. Yes, I was I was a bit confused. Yeah. So yes, so I will be learning as well. Yeah, so this is obviously hopefully we'll all be learning together. So so I will say when I was kind of thinking through what that looked like when I think of the soul and how I feel like that relates back to that pyramid of like that second tier, right? If you if you don't know what we mean by the pyramid, it's or the, this house analogy of like, there's a foundation, then there's this, the kind of the layout of the house being our soul, kind of our thoughts, our mind, and then kind of the decorations and the, you know, being the body, right? So you can go back and we'll put that in the, in the show notes. So you can kind of hear that if you hadn't listened to that, but basically kind of what I feel like is as far as the soul is kind of our, our thoughts and our emotions and our personality and and I know you kind of agree with that too, Ma, but I, I know you kind of had even your own take to kind of pull that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the house thing, I love it when you say that, but you are an artist. And I mean, I see you completely as a wildflower creative 
one of those creatives. I'm growing in that, but I love that picture. But I would say that I love the linear picture of the pyramid. It's boom, yes. boom, and boom, you know? So so, so in yes. that, we, we still got the same idea going. The body's on the top of the iceberg sticking out. And then the soul is that whole middle section that's giant, but it's sitting on this basis of the spirit man. So that's, I guess, what we're trying to do today is sort of maybe just even give a little more distinction. Yeah, I'm right, right with you on the soul. So let's start with the soul part, because that's primarily what we're trying to talk about today. So when you think about the soul, think about it like this, as compared to, let's say, the body. The body's physical, right? We see it, we touch it. So that's the material yeah. part of us. And we're going to talk more about the body maybe next week, I think. But in terms of the soul, think of it as intangible. You can't see it. You can't touch it. Now, that makes it very interesting. It certainly does to scientists. This whole idea yeah. of our conscience that dwells within us, they know it's there. They know it's not instinctual. It's almost as if it were programmed. So we have this programming of this conscience. So, so think of it more as immaterial. This is the immaterial part of us and very immaterial. We can't, we can't really quantify it other than by observation. So yeah, that's the part where we have an intellect, a much higher intellect, let's say, than animals, of course. One of the obvious big things about us is that we've been created to be able to communicate with the living creator, God of the universe. That sort of dwells in that place that's our soul where God can speak to us because we have reason and we have conscious. We, we can take those things we think we're reading about him and, and we can do things with our thoughts. And obviously all, the, all these experiences that we're having in our daily life is where those, those thoughts and emotions come from. So really when we talk about the soul, a word I'd like to sort of throw out, that's, that's like, that's who you are. It's your personhood. Like there's no other Mary, there's no other Pamela, there never will be in terms of my feelings, my thoughts, my experiences, my conscience, how much it got dulled in this life and how much it grew, expanded. This is what defines you as you. And it is every bit as unique as your physical DNA. Now, I oh, let's just stop with that. Okay. What do you think about that, Mary? Yeah, no, that's super good. I mean, it's, it's like a way more eloquent way of saying like, it's my personality and my thoughts, you know, but no, I think, I think that is truly what it is that it's, it's who we are. It's, it's what we're taking with us. It's the way that we're wired. It is like who we're created to be our personality and our thought life. But then I also think about it like our brain and our brain can be rewired and our brain can change just like our thought life. So it's our emotions, which are ever changing and ever flowing. So, you know, I think of it like as something that is hardwired, which is, is, is there. It's like who we were created to be. Right. But then I also think of it like our emotions and our feelings, which are ever changing and we can change those. Yes. And, and, you know, before they knew, let's say that idea of your brain, you know, you can create new neuropathways. You don't get rid of the other neuropathways because they're, let's say, branded in you. It's like a computer. They're there. But you can create new ones that become so embedded in like a groove. Think of an old record player that the grooves can get deeper and deeper and then they can sort of supplant or take over or have more power to, to how you decide and feel and your emotions because they can actually be created. 
that's kind of new information. Right. We've talked about that. Right. But when we think of the brain, what do we think of though right away? Because that's a physical brain. We think of the body because that's a yeah. physical thing. Right. So in our physical brain, we can create new neural pathways that will actually greatly influence our thoughts and our emotions, hence even our decisions and how we live our lives. So that's a physical piece of something God has given it, given us, but it's just the physical vehicle to be a part of this idea of the soul. So the idea is I'm going to take the soul all the way to encompass all of our experiences, you know, because, because our body and our soul is very connected. So, so we're just, we're staying with that today, but the idea is that, and, and this is something I want to say that I find fascinating. Just think about this. Think about this, that your personhood, all those pieces, there could never be another you. You don't lose that when you go into eternity. Now, I want yeah, to say that crazy. again, because I think many of us are so disconnected from eternity, which is our, which should be in God's desires that we would be fully connected to the fact that we're eternal beings. So this personhood yeah. you take with you. As your body will die and you get a new resurrected body that will be perfect and it will last forever, I'm contending with you to say without giving you all the Bible verses and a you I'm talking about to you listeners is to say that your very essence, you don't leave it. God has created it and it's what makes you you. So you take dreams and ideas and beautiful thoughts and they'll just be much better because when you see him, you'll be like him, but you won't become an angel. You won't be AI. You won't be, you'll still have all the parts that make you, you. As a matter of fact, Jesus says that when we enter into this new space, he's going to even give us a new name. Why? Because it's going to yeah. reflect the fullness of who we really are now that we're coming into the fullness. So the soul is that part that is you 101. Every part of it is who you are. So in that way, this is part of our story is who we are, right? right. Part of whether we're more disintegrated or more integrated, because this involves every thought, every emotion, every experience, every trauma. This is what makes you, you and you are holy because you were made in the image of God. All of this deep stuff that we have is unto intimacy. We'll share it with one another one day and we'll certainly share it in a much deeper way with God. So, so yeah, this no, that's good talking about. And, and I think it's really, really important that we do remember that this matters. This is stuff that goes with us into eternity. Obviously it will be cleansed and resurrected, but we won't walk around like zombies or floating on clouds. We have purpose and destiny. Many things that we see in this life that we have such a heart for. We can't do maybe 10 different lives in this life. Many of those things will come to the fullness of their destiny when we're in eternity with God. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I was actually, yeah, just telling I, I, one of my, my kids the other day, they're like, mom, can we like buy a farm and, you know, yes. have tons of chickens and pigs? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know if that will be in this life. 
you know, maybe, maybe in heaven, like God's just giving us those desires for something for just another life, meaning like into eternity. It's like, sometimes I, I just so think that something, a passion or desire is for this life. And so we're just like, okay, well, obviously God gave me this passion and this desire thinking that it will have to happen in this life. And I'm like, wait, what? No, like, no, the promise could be for eternity and that's okay. Like, I don't have to hold on to it and like strangle it in the sense of like, just being like, no, like I will have this thing will come to pass because this is what my passion and desire is. It's like, no, like lay that down. We have no idea what that will look like unto eternity. You know, I think that is part of our problem that we're trying to cram everything into this micro moment when we were created to be eternal beings. So what's happening here yeah, is, so good. is important and beautiful and valid. But I love, as you were talking about that, I just got this idea of your what you'd said about, you know, just this buffet and we're just stuffing ourselves and the idea of like cramming so much in because if I don't get it now, I'm going to miss it. And as opposed to right. just enjoying it. And I think that's kind of like that, that buffet is like what God has for us one day is that there's a plethora of things on the table that we're just tasting of. Like we're at a, it's sort of one of those wine tastings or, or a chocolate tasting or where we're, we're sampling these things and God is awakening us. But so I think, I think if we thought more in this vein that our souls are eternal, we're not going to lose ourselves. We don't have to race and rush so that the experiences with God and with others, we can savor and trust that God has more. We live like starved children in Africa. Mm. And I only say that I, I said, I think that I've not been there, but my husband and Mary, you have, and my daughter Liz and so they, they've seen these face-to-face -face that children and the mothers of those children, I mean, they are surviving and they are starving and they take whatever they can in ways we wouldn't. So I think in some ways we're kind of in that compulsion for more and more and more instead right. of favoring what God has for us. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so good. That's so good. And I think even taking that back to our soul and our emotions and our thoughts, I think I think it's it's such a good distinguished between the two as far as like yes, we will take our soul into eternity, meaning like who we are, and yet it will be the the fullness of who God created us to be rather than all of the junk and all the messed upness, right? All the things we've talked about of the broken foundation and the broken narratives and the the wrong thinking that has led us to so much dysfunction in our own families and lives. So it's like just thinking about who we are and then the fully integrated version that we really truly won't be able to get, I don't think, until we are face to face with Jesus. You know what I mean? So I think that is such a beautiful picture too. Oh man. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I think we want to have just an understanding of who we are in terms of all these parts and be able to sort of identify them and name them. And in the backdrop, know, like you said, that we are one day going to be fully integrated and fully whole. I've said many times, I, we all seem to struggle with some level of brokenness. And I'm not sure if I've said this on this podcast yet, but mine 
definitely lends itself towards anxiety. Yeah. I've been anxious since I was a little girl with a lot of things going on in my life. And so, but I've said, well, one of the first things that comes to my mind about my new self, my new glorified and resurrected self, is that I won't even be able to breathe. I won't even be able to smell the smell of worry and fear and anxiety. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like, amazing. isn't that just one thing to ponder? And to those of you mm -hmm. who are listening, this is the thing. These things in our soul are deeply embedded. And yet when we invite God in, we can be transformed so much than we are if we don't invite him in. But Yes. But I think this idea gives us hope that no matter how crippled we walk into eternity, whatever limp and whatever disability we have, so to speak, that one day all of it will have come together in a way that's beautiful and glorious. And all of us will be giving praise to God forever for even doing that piece. And that's just a yes. sliver of there being no fear that I can even sense or smell, which triggers me, right? Yes. So, yeah. And I think that's such a, a good point, even when you bring up the anxiety, because I think that anxiety and is, is basically right. That fear or feeling out of control or just all of those feelings of angst, that is part of our soul. That's our feelings, our emotions, our thought life, right? It's like all kind of coming into play and it, it then begins to shift our narrative of the storyline if those emotions become the forefront of everything that we're doing. You know what I mean? Man, yes, yes. And and that's, you know, I, I guess that's a primary reason why we are even having this podcast is because we we want all of us to encourage one another to remind each other what's true and to draw on some of these same resources that God has given us because we, again, are just like you and we have our stories and we have our brokenness and all of it. But, you know, I think by just running faster and blocking it out more and more, it's causing such greater harm to all of us. So for us to step back and just sit in this and think about this and think, how could this be different? How could I change? How could I be different? So we so believe that there can be great peace and transformation made in this life because God yeah. is the one who's doing the work in us and he is not limited by anything. And so in, in his counsel and at his table, we can sit in things that literally can change how we think and how we feel. That may sound like impossible, but we assure you that it is not impossible. And yes, yeah. So that's that we're, we're trying to invite you in along that journey. These parts of us can change. And so, so when we're using words like, or, or when the scripture uses words like guard your heart. Is yeah. It, I was just thinking it, of that. Is it yeah. talking about my heart? I've got an enlarged heart. That's not great. It's not talking about my myocardium or whatever the heart is called. It's not talking about that. It's always referring to this deep seat within us, you know, of our emotions. Or how about renew your mind? 
Well, now, my goodness, you can actually do that on some level. But what is that about? It's by thinking on what is true and beautiful and right and good. So again, these are broad, broad responses, but you see how closely knit. If we're communing with God, that's the part of us that's our soul where God actually dwells inside of us. We'll be talking about that. So yeah, pulling yeah. these pieces together, the more definition we give, the more maybe we'll all understand each other. That's so good. And yeah, I was just I was just thinking about that first guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And I just think, yeah, I think that's that there is something about as far as our emotions, like, you know, renewing our thoughts, renewing our mind continually, because I think we do live in a world where in some ways, right, it's such such an amazing shift that our culture has has gone in the sense of like acknowledging our emotions, acknowledging where we're at. You know, there's so many like memes and different things of like, it's okay to not be okay, which I'm a hundred percent behind, you know, and like, it's okay to not be okay. Let's acknowledge where we're at and our pain points and acknowledge our feelings, and our emotions. I think even last week we mentioned about our foundations, like our feelings and our emotions are indicators that something is off, that something is wrong. And they, they take us down to that foundation. They take us down to say, Hey, there might be a crack here. Right. And so I think it's, I think it's really important to, to get to that place. But I also feel like we can get stuck staring at our pain. If we don't then fix our eyes on what's true. I feel like I, I, I kind of got a picture of a runner and he's like running a marathon and he is like been training his whole life. Right. And he begins to grow like super tired and weary and exhausted he's, as he's running this marathon. And so it's his emotions and his feelings telling him or even his body telling him something is off, like something is off here. And he doesn't realize, let's say that there's like this deep gash in his leg and he's like bleeding out or something. There's like this huge gash, but he's, he's kind of blocking that out and he's just kind of running and running. And I feel like in that would be what we would consider kind of blocking out our pain and not and not noticing. And that's kind of what we, I think, touched on even last week about how that pain or that anxiety, I don't want to say a gift, but it, it's an indicator that says, oh, something is off, something is off. You need to look a little deeper. But what I feel like, and in that picture, what I feel like sometimes can happen is like that runner all of a sudden notices that he has a gash in his leg and he looks down and sees he's bleeding everywhere and he's just staring down at it. And now he's paralyzed and he's like, oh my gosh, I have a gash in my leg. What do I do? And he just becomes paralyzed with fear and anxiety. And so he's acknowledging it. He sees it. He sees that he can no longer run forward. He sees that he's bleeding everywhere, but that's where he stops. And I feel like that is where I see uh, myself, friends, my kids at different times, like they become paralyzed, staring at the gap within them, staring at the pain. I think this whole issue of pain is something that we avoid in every way. But I think that to even, again, indicate or or even presume that acknowledging the pain is going to change anything, it's not necessarily going to do that. It's always the, the only beauty in pain is that we would acknowledge it And then we would invite God into that pain so that he can, first of all, minister to us so that because he is the compassionate one, the word says, because he has been human as we are human. 
But that idea that we can acknowledge it, but we can just become overwhelmed when we it's either acknowledged for us or we acknowledge it. So it's the idea in all these things is to invite Jesus into our pain. And he can enter into your pain because he is a compassionate savior so that we can invite him into these places of pain. And in doing that, as we walk out, whatever this pain is, whether it's current or old pain from old traumas or old experiences, I think that God is the only one who can come in and give our pain purpose and destiny. And so these are the inspiring stories we hear, right? Is that there almost always involves something tragic. So how are we so inspired by that? We're inspired because this person has overcome and they have found purpose and destiny in their experience. So I think the inviting of God into our life, and that includes just our daily lives, even the things that are happening throughout the day. That's where we talk about this idea of taking every thought captive, how we can be inviting God in even throughout our day to day. That's sometimes, as you and I've talked about, Mary, it's the little things that can catch up with yes. us that become just that drip, drip, drip of frustration and just build. So, you know, we might use the term as we're talking about sort of the soul and the spirit, the spirit really being that part of us where God dwells and lives with us. Once we have become born again, he makes his dwelling place inside of us, which is too bizarre to even begin to ponder. But I think, you know, obviously God is in all those emotions and all that reasoning in our thoughts and in our emotions. We're inviting God, which is the spirit part of us, into the soul, which is mostly our own personhood. So those together can be very disintegrated or they can be very integrated. And we're inviting you to invite God into your emotions, your thoughts, your choices, and your yes. pain and your past and your future. That's really what yes. this is all about, is being integrated with the living God, because that is your designer. He is your creator, and he has created you to be a unitary being. All, many parts, but a single entity. So that's that's where we're going with a lot of this. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like this continual understanding that our emotions, our soul, our thought life, all of those things are who we are, and yet they can easily get warped and distorted if not aligned with the Lord. And and then back to the the runner and the gash and is like, it's like we we have to acknowledge the pain to realize that he has to stop and go get a doctor. So it is a linear thing in some ways, like the pyramid thing of like body, soul, and spirit. It does take us to realize, oh, we're in pain. We need something to, to, to heal that thing. We can't skip that step. But if we stop in that step and just, that's where I feel like so many of us are, is we're we we're very aware that we're filled with anxiety. We're very aware that we're filled with fear and anger and annoyance and irritation on any given day, on any given moment. But that's that's where it ends is we're acknowledging that we see that. And that's I think what we're going to be continuing to talk about is like, OK, now what? As that runner looks down at his leg and sees bleeding everywhere, he's like, OK, I get it. I can't run any further. There's blood everywhere, you know, and it's like, OK. Now what? And so, yeah, I think, I think just continuing to dive in of like, 
And now we fix our eyes on Jesus. Now, what does that look like to become integrated? Now, what does it look like to bridge that gap? Yeah. And, and all those things. And even just even today, like to give some people, again, I think we're going to be going into so much of this, but even some takeaways as far as, yeah, we talked about last week of acknowledging our cracks and those foundations. And this week, as far as our soul and our emotions and our feelings and our thought life and beginning to to renew our mind and in just some ways that we can we can begin to do that. Yeah. Yep. And it does come down to those baby steps. It comes down to doing something different. Because as, as Mary and I have said many times, you know, wh- why why do we do the same thing with a different expectation if we don't change the thing we're doing? How do we expect to be changed, right? I right. mean, all of us, you could just sit on that one thought, you know, how is it that my expectations are still for life and thriving and fullness and well-being, but I'm not changing anything in my life? So, right. you know, I think the first step isn't necessarily the doing, but I think the next, the, I always think that the first step is to begin to make the time, make it a high value to you to sit with yourself and, and if, if that's overwhelming to you, I'm saying to you that if you need to do that or want to do that with another person, but no matter how you do it, you must choose to stop Yeah, and spend some time alone with your journal, art, notebook, and sit by just filling your thoughts with thoughts about God, about who he is. Ask him to come to you and to open up your heart and your mind to see what are the things that are troubling you. And you can begin to unpackage all of those kinds of emotions or thoughts of fear, fearful thoughts. What's going to happen to me if my husband dies of this cancer? What's going to happen to me and to my children if something happens to me now that I'm divorced? There's a zillion thoughts and fears. Yeah. But I would invite you to begin to sit and name them. Write them down. Speak them out loud alone with God or with another person. And I would just say that as you begin to look at them like the runner in the story, now you actually see a gaping wound. Sit with that and talk to God about that, about how you feel about that. And as you sit with him, I guarantee you at least one thing will become clear and the action step will be based on that one thing. And so that's so good. Yeah. So and there's because we know that there's a million action steps that we could take. But I would say for most of you in the current world we're living in, which is affected by all generations, not just a younger generation, but we're all affected by just running like the runner and not stopping. So yes, I say stopping is the very first thing to do. And Mary, that no, I, I think that's no good. I get pretty ethereal, so you can add something more down to earth to go with that if you've got it. <laughs> no, that's so funny because at the beginning of this, you're like, you're all like whimsical and I'm more linear, but then I feel like sometimes we can like swap roles. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, wait, that's like, true. What are, you, what are you saying? <laughs> like, anyways, but no, I, I, 
I do think that's really good. And I think that's a good reminder because as I was kind of feeling, we all know that we're anxious and filled with fear and anxiety. And something that you said reminded me, yes, we all may know that we're super anxious and we're super angry and we're super annoyed or we're super scared or fearful or all the things. But sometimes, a lot of the times, we don't really know why, you know? And so I think sitting in that place, and I know even recently that I've really, really asked the Lord to help me in a moment. And again, it takes a lot of mindfulness. And we'll talk about that, like mindfulness with the Lord. And and I know that word gets tossed around so much now, but I really just mean like literally pausing and being like, Holy Spirit, what is going on right now? Like yes. this person just said this thing. And all of a sudden I want to throw someone through a window. Like, what is that about? You know, yes. I'm feeling so annoyed and so irritated. I will confess last yesterday, I was just so just snappy and irritated. And then my 15-year-old son sends me a text message and says, mom, why are you so angry all the time? And I was like, ah, like it was just like an arrow through my heart. And I'm like, am I really angry all the time? And he's like, well, you just seem like frustrated sometimes. And anyways, and I'm like, yeah, the Lord's just highlights like, Mary, that's right under the surface. What is that? And so again, I might acknowledge Yes, I am frustrated. And I might even have some superfluous reason of why I feel that way of like, well, yeah, I'm frustrated because of this. But again, I think what you're saying, mom, is asking the Lord sitting and really asking the Lord, uh, yeah, what is that? What am I actually feeling? And when I really see what that gaping hole is, again, back to last week in that foundation where the cracks are, then the Lord can begin to say, this is what this is what you're actually afraid of. You're not actually really angry. You're really sad. You're grieving or you're really afraid. You know, and I think only the Lord can begin to touch those places. Yes, I I love that. And I think he's the only one right like you just said Mary that can kind of get past what we're feeling. But and not but and I just want to add to this at, at the end is to, to say that here here's just another quick piece of advice to everybody listening and to ourselves to remind ourselves that you know the problem always we're going to have to look at ourselves. We, we all have 10,000 reasons why this other person is wrong and why they're yes. the ones ruining our lives. We're going to be talking a lot about this. This is just a little, little thing to whet your appetite that we're going to be all talking mm-hmm. about you and me staying outside of those reasons that we give that are really destroying our own lives. So we want to begin to really look at ourselves with the help yes. of God. So that that's just a little cliff note there too. Yes. Coming. <laughs> well, well, yes, totally. Oh, Lord have mercy. I was yes. just having this conversation with my 10-year-old yesterday. Yes. We can only control ourselves <laughs> and we cannot blame others. You know, she wants to be like, mom, I wouldn't, I mean, literally for like 10 minutes yesterday, she's like, mom, like, I wouldn't be so mad if you didn't make me mad. You know, I mean, she's like, (laughs) I mean, it's so like validated Mm, in her little mind. And I'm like, okay, I I hear you. I hear you, what you're saying. And I understand that you're mad because I'm making you mad by saying this or that or making you do this or that. But right, like there's there's a million people in prison or whoever (laughs) that is like, well, I mean, I wouldn't have done that if this person hadn't done that. Yes. And so again, yes. right, it's it's just, yeah, and being in control but of our emotions and our feelings, but realizing that that truly is, feels is impossible without the Holy Spirit being the one to do it. Yeah, because our emotions will not change. They will not change yes. unless we change our belief system. 
And if yes. we believe that everything is everybody else's fault, yes. we, we, so we will good. never yes. change ever, 100%. ever, ever. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so, but when you do believe that, then you can see how much less hopeless you have to be because change is possible because you get yes. to be the one to change. So that's the whole point of what God is teaching us is that we're the ones who change and we bring that change agent, which is the Holy Spirit in changing us and yes. we give it away to others. So that's great news yes. today, right? Because we don't have to be it hopeless. Is. We can have all kinds of hope. Oh, that's good, mama. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. good. So next week we are going to be jumping into the body, kind of just finishing up a little bit of just introduction of that body, soul, spirit. And yeah, kind of that top of the pyramid, what we feel like I think is everybody's probably going to be most familiar with is the body and um it's kind of just our our automatic go-to. So anyways, I feel like, again, we're just kind of touching on each one of these things and we're going to dive into lots of lots of nuances of all the things as we as we move forward. But I think this is this has been good. I always I always feel encouraged after. So I know I do, too. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just even as we're speaking it out loud, I think just reminding again, yeah. reminding ourselves of what's true yes. is is so powerful. It's like, yes, I know this to be true. And I'm saying it again. And then you're reminding me back. And it's just like how, yes, just synergistic that is. And just Mm. in the Lord of like, that is what we're called to do, right? Power of our testimonies, speaking our stories and speaking the truth back to each other and over each other. And then it's like, yes, 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 that is true. Yes, yes. I'm going to throw your curveball, Mary. I want to close and just pray over anybody who's listening today. Yes. So I'll just say a minute and then you you follow me and you close us out in prayer. How does that sound? Jesus, yeah, we just, good. God, we just thank you that you are with us, that even those listening today will listen to this at a future time, God, but you're in the future. You're in the past. You're yeah. in the present, God. Lord, I just speak. Lord, in your authority, God, that what you say is true and everything else is not. So, God, I just ask for the people listening today, God, that you would encourage them with hope, that you would encourage them, that you are able to change the stories, God, unto life, to things that they can actually give away from their wounds, God, or that you are enough. So, Lord, we just speak this over them today, God. We just speak hope over them, God, and blessing and peace in their life, God, as they turn to you. Father, I just ask, Lord, that you impart your presence to them, God, that you would woo them, Lord, with your beauty and with the peace that you have to give to them. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us today. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're faithful. Thank you, God, that we can trust in your promises and we can trust in your leadership, Lord. And I just thank you, God, that you have given us the ability and to to renew our minds, to fix our eyes on you, Jesus. So I ask that each one of us, God, would fix our eyes on you, Jesus. That when we look down and we see that gaping flesh wound on us and we feel the angst and the anxiety and the fear want to come and choke us and paralyze us, God, just give us the grace to fix our eyes on you, Jesus, and say, Lord, help, help. You are the only solution. I just hear like David, like King David, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where else does my help come from? It comes from you, 
and you alone, Jesus. So we just declare that and say that, God, again, you are the only solution. So just come over each listener today, each, yes. each of us today, God, and just encounter us with your truth that changes everything. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.